Elon Musk has reinstated Alex Jones on Twitter slash X, and I certainly have a nuanced opinion on that. Plus, a BBC presenter has given the camera her middle finger. Bit amusing, but also a bit weird. I am Hayden, and this is Utter Truth with Hayden Appleby. Hello everybody, welcome back. I hope you're doing well and there is a big cultural debate going on right now. Big cultural news after Alex Jones, who you probably are already aware of, has been reinstated on X by Elon Musk. Now, personally, I cannot stand Alex Jones and we're going to look at why, but I also agree with Musk's decision. So there's the nuance, my friends. If you somehow don't know who Alex Jones is, he was the presenter of the radio show InfoWars, which certainly caused a fair few wars, culturally, socially, even legally. And on his show, he regularly discussed typical right-wing talking points and views, and discussed all manner of government-related secret plans that he believed in, including Pizzagate, 9-11 being an inside job, and much, much more. Now, I'm not going to immediately write off those theories in the same way I'm not going to immediately accept them by any means. But they're important things to discuss, for sure, and to look into 100%. You're not a conspiracy theorist for admitting that. However, I'm going to say it. Alex Jones did spread wild and inhumane conspiracy theories. So it might interest you that because I am, you know, such a controversial figure, yeah, I'm, I'm called a conspiracy theorist, I'm called far right for sharing various viewpoints and exposing governmental control. So it might interest you that because of that, individuals who just can't fathom the idea that not everybody who disagrees with them is radical, I often critique people who simply label others that they disagree with as all sorts of terminology. However, when it comes to Alex Jones, he is actually a conspiracy theorist and he has caused a whole lot of outrage and rightfully so, actually, there should have been outrage, which is primarily because, of course, he was responsible for the Sandy Hook controversy after he claimed regularly and repeatedly that the school shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Massachusetts was staged and Faked. Now, this mass shooting occurred actually 11 years ago yesterday. So it was the anniversary of 11 years of the event, December 14th, yesterday, as it took place on December 14th, 2012. And it led to the murder of upwards of 26 people, including 20 children aged 6 and 7. And Alex repeatedly expressed his view that the whole thing was a theatrical facade that it was all a scam put in place by Democrats to blame guns and therefore to take away and revoke the Second Amendment. Now, this idea was developed after he spoke to what he claimed were at least multiple police officers and stitched the whole theory together. He said things like, quote, with the timing and everything that happened, this is staged, as well as, quote, we got to get private investigators up to Sandy Hook right now. It's as phony as a $3 bill. And if you didn't think that was direct enough, take a look at Megyn Kelly telling Alex Jones exactly what Alex Jones, in his own words, said. 
you said the whole thing is a giant hoax. How do you deal with a total hoax? It took me about a year with Sandy Hook to come to grips with the fact that the whole thing was fake. I did deep research, and my gosh, it just pretty much didn't happen. At, at that point, and I do think there's some cover-up and some manipulation, that is pretty much what I believe. Now, I do not care what your views on the Second Amendment are, on gun reform are, what Alex Jones did to the families of the Sandy Hook massacre, because it was a massacre and it did happen, was unbelievably cruel. And it is the reason that he faced multiple lawsuits with court requests that he refused repeatedly to obey in many cases, probably thinking he was, I don't know, defying the system and being anti-establishment. And he eventually ended up being ordered to pay upwards of $1.5 billion to various families whom he claimed were stage in the whole event, which led to him declaring bankruptcy because he is certainly a multi-millionaire, but he doesn't claim at least, and I highly doubt he has, over a billion dollars. Interestingly, however, The Guardian reported in September that, quote, court documents show that the disgraced hosts of the far-right conspiracy theory and hoax news website, yep, yep, Infowars, is spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on expenses, including high-end restaurants and groceries, while payments to the families are frozen following his declaration of bankruptcy last year. Would this surprise me if it was true? No. No, it wouldn't, because I believe that Alex Jones is a piece of dirt. I cannot stand him. In fact, one father of a six-year-old victim of the Sandy Hook massacre that Alex Jones basically mocked and claimed was untrue, said that Jones had made his life, quote, a living hell, and that he feared for his safety due to Jones's claims that the parents of victims were actors. What a disgrace. You know, I would probably agree with Jones on various issues, various political social issues, like even gun control, potentially. I'm sure we'd see eye to eye on many of those factors. We probably both agree on issues like disliking Biden. We probably both agree on issues like the fact that there is a deep state. But he makes everyone else look crazy. Because surely, no matter your politics, you can condemn the behaviour of this man and the defamation lawsuits that he then faced, proving how awful his behaviour was. What has been even more gross, however, about the conduct of Alex Jones is how, throughout these lawsuits, he has still refused to accept responsibility. Not once, and you can fact check me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't consider once him to have made an apology. Instead, he has blamed the mainstream media and called the hearings, quote, a fraud. Now, my whole branding is about standing up to the mainstream media, which we're going to look at quite ironically later on in the episode. But come on, this is not the fault for once of the mainstream media. Alex, you were in the wrong with this. You were. And finally, he admitted about a year ago that the Sandy Hook shooting was, quote, 100% real. About time. But the damage has been done. The mental anguish he caused the families, who were already experiencing God knows what anguish, was surreal and was unacceptable. And no matter your political affiliation, you should be able to condemn that. But while I feel that Alex Jones is a piece of dirt, like I have just said, 
I also believe that Musk was right to reinstate him on the platform because nobody has the right, unless you are committing extreme hatred, unless you are calling for violence or anything, to act as if you are the oracle over free speech, to act as if you are the oracle over social media acceptance. Because if you don't allow free speech for pieces of dirt like Alex Jones, then you hand the keys of control over to a gatekeeper. And who's to say that that gatekeeper won't change what piece of dirt means? Won't start locking people out when they aren't actually pieces of dirt? When they've done nothing wrong and simply when they're deemed a threat to the establishment? That has certainly happened to a great extent over the last few years. So free speech should remain relatively absolute and this is the nuance that isn't being acknowledged with the whole Alex Jones facade. You can respect a man's right to be on the platform without liking or supporting him. I would criticise Musk for holding a Twitter space with him because it just seems unnecessarily inflammatory, if you know what I mean, especially when he tried to play the victim, Alex Jones this is, when challenged on that Twitter space by Musk. And I would also question why Musk has chosen the week of the 11th year anniversary of, you know, the shooting to reinstate Jones on the platform. That seems a bit unfair to me, at least. It might just be a coincidence. Who knows? But overall... I am not a fan of Alex Jones whatsoever. And neither should anyone be who purports to be a truth seeker and who purports to be ethical. But I am a fan of free speech. I am in support of him, Katie Hopkins, Tommy Robinson and other controversial figures having the ability to be on social media in the first place. And potentially, based on the choices of the families, having the ability to be forgiven. Okay, so before we round up, ladies and gentlemen, I just had to talk briefly about a viral clip where a BBC presenter has been seen giving the middle finger to the camera. Something which I don't believe has happened before, especially not on the, you know, overly great mainstream media. Now, with everything going on in the world, let's just begin by acknowledging that this really isn't the be all and end all. I wasn't even going to cover it, you know. And let's just have a laugh about it at first while you take a look. Live from London, this is BBC News. (laughs) I mean, it's just so random, you know. And there have been mixed takes on this from all across the political media spectrum. A lot of people have said it's funny while others saying it is inappropriate. And some have even said that it is just disrespectful. You know, it's it's a revelation of what the BBC and the mainstream media actually thinks about the British and Western as a whole taxpayer, especially considering they now want us to pay more in our TV licence fees, but that is a separate discussion altogether. However, I think it's easy to get caught up on things like this, to get carried away. And considering how many of us are not fans of the BBC and the mainstream media, the likelihood is that, you know, we're kind of trying to spin this narrative potentially to some extent or use it as evidence to dislike them even more. But I think it is more likely that the BBC presenter 
doesn't loathe the you know the British public or anything, but was simply having banter with the cameramen and all those around her. So I'm not a fan of it by any means, but I do think that some folk are definitely turning it into a bigger thing than it needs to be. Ultimately, what this shows above all else is that the BBC is not a moral superiority. At the end of the day, their bosses are certainly corrupt, but the people working there are just human and so should be treated with the same discernment that we treat other humans who tell us other things with. They are not a perfect source of omniscience. If they can sit there and show their middle finger, whether as banter or as hatred or whatever it is, then they're obviously not this source of moral hierarchy that we portray them as. Because actually, they do get things wrong, whether intentionally or accidentally. And so that is the BBC. Let's not act like they are perfect. But unfortunately, that is all the time we have left for today. So thank you so much for watching. Please do click the episode on screen if you enjoyed this one to watch the next one. I will be back on Monday at 9pm British Standard Time. The weeks are flying by, but have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Let's stay committed to truth. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. And thank you so much for watching.